like to welcome you to Hopeful Conversations, hosted by Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. We are so excited you are joining our conversations. Our mission today is to encourage and challenge you as well as fill you with hope from God's Word. Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 103 verse 5, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. We thank you for joining us today on Hopeful Conversations and pray you will grow in the waiting and rely on hope from God's Word. I now give you Jody and Carolyn. Welcome to Hopeful Conversations. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Jody. We are excited about yes. what we're going to bring to you today, right, Carolyn? We are so excited about this. We're going to reshare one of our favorite episodes from the past. Yes. And would you believe back in 2020? Wow. I mean, <laughs> feels so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Except it also feels like yesterday, know, right? Because it was such a full year of things. But anyway, through our recent series of uh, prayer and the things that we've been talking about, and we're uh, in, the, in the very near future, we're we're about to do a study in Hebrews, just yes. to give you a hint there. Yes. And we thought we would bring you how to study the Bible. Uh, it was originally uh, recorded over a live Zoom meeting with some ladies, wow. which is crazy. Do y'all remember those days? <laughs> Maybe some of y'all were there. Yeah. So actually, when you listen to it, you can hear the the internet going, yeah. I mean, oh. it just, just our voices just sound weird and stuff. But any, anyhow... Um, uh, we are breaking that one-hour session up into two sections there. Mm -hmm. um, but just as you're listening to it, you're going to hear us refer to some um, recordings before that talking about why we study the Word. And then we're going to be also talking about um, prayer once again. It, apparently, mm -hmm. Carolyn is one of our main passions is prayer. Because <laughs> even in How to Study the Bible, we're, Bible, we're using Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Maybe it's we crazy needed a cold. reminder. I, I, think think we, I think I needed the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so uh, if you want to listen to those, uh, go back to July 16th and July 30th of 2020 to listen to those episodes. Um, but this particular uh, part one, we dis we discuss what it is to find the context in the Bible. Uh, we look at Bible translations. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then we talk about uh, methods to study the Bible, the sword method, and then using cross-references, mm -hmm. and then just word studies in the original language. We, we kind of dive into all we of it, do, don't we? We do, and then we did, uh, actually, we talked about what is a study Bible yeah. and how to use those. So yeah. it's just, it's chock full of some really cool practical things. Uh, tips and information to help you go deeper into your study and just to remind you, hey, if we can do it, you can do yeah. it. And yeah. we just want to present that to you. So without further ado, uh, we hope and pray that you enjoy this. And uh, don't don't forget next week that part two will come about. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you. That is so rich of wisdom and that we can gain more understanding of who you are and who we are in you. Thank you that your word is a wealth of, of knowledge and it guides us uh, every step of the way of our life. Uh, God, I pray as we talk about how to study the Bible, Lord, that you would use this time for, for the listener that has been desiring to study and go deeper, but it started and it's just kind of stopped because they didn't, they lacked direction and wasn't sure what, where to go or they were doing it right because they feel like there was some kind of order. Lord, use this teaching today to put them at ease, to affirm that they're on the right track and to help guide them uh, during the path of their study and following. 
And for those that have thought, wow, that's just overwhelming. There's no way I can understand the word for myself. I'd rather be in um, a prepared Bible study or someone else teaching. For that one, Lord, I pray that you um, preach their spirit and give them confidence that they can open up your word, that they can understand your word if they do just a little research, a little digging, and they carve out time and let you do a deeper work in them because they're willing and obedient to do that. Lord, our prayer is that many, many women will go deeper in your word and gain a greater understanding and, and just know that your presence uh, is all in these pages and these words that you have spoken to us and that we're not to ever take them lightly and to understand that you have made a way for each of us to know you better. So Lord, I pray that you take this time, glorify uh, your name and further your kingdom through this in ways that only you can in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ladies. We're super excited. So, you know, first thing you start off with prayer uh, as you get ready to study your Bible. Uh, another thing is to simply choose a passage of scripture. Uh, throughout uh, our discussion today, we thought, well, maybe we'll just kind of focus on what we just ended in, in the study of Philippians. So we're going to kind of um, use a couple opportunities to use Philippians 4. So if you want to, if you've got your Bible open, you can uh, turn to Philippians 4, and we're going to look at verses 6 and 7 uh, a couple of times through that. So prayer, and then find a certain scripture um, to, to start diving into. I did want to mention, sometimes finding a scripture to start with is the hardest part for me. Sometimes when I'm like, oh my goodness, there's the whole Bible. Where do I want to start? Um, that's why I love like our reading plan that our church is doing. I mean, if you want to just jump in with us, it's not too late. You don't have to start in January in Genesis. Start right now. But that's a great way to just say, you know, um, use your word, Lord. I don't know where to start, but I'm going to start here. So I just wanted to say that because sometimes when I jump into scripture reading, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many choices. Where do I go? So that's a good way to start. Yeah, and sometimes I, I, I um, if I'm not going along with a, a plan or something like that, I'll just hold the Bible and I'll ask God, where would you have me go? Where would you, where is it in here, Lord, uh, for this season and time in my life that you want to use to speak to me? And some, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, He'll just guide me to a specific book, and I'll start there. And, and um, same, you know, same thing, but ultimately when we get started, it's healthy for us to get a context, right, Carolyn? Mm, yes, that's so important. Yes. And we talked about that last week, too, the importance of context and understanding exactly what the Word of God is saying. But um, really, you know, when we start a new book, we want to read, we want to learn about who wrote the book, when was it written, what was happening, what was going on during that time, because that really... Um, allows us to see all that the writer is saying through his words. Like when we know that Paul was imprisoned, <laughs> that right. kind of changes the whole perspective of the book for us. So that's super important. And that's where study Bible can come in handy. Um, mm -hmm. Those introductions, or you can research it online. But Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, where you find those is that the very beginning of, um, 
every book. Like, um, I guess I didn't think about, it's not in a non-study Bible where the introduction is there. It just kind of goes straight into that, I think. But study Bibles, yeah, they do, where you can um, find the author, the the history, the theme and all that. I think that's also important um, uh, in the big overarching context, theme of the context, because I know oftentimes when I go into reading the word, um, if I've not done that beforehand, I get a little lost in the, in the sense of I start making it into my cult- culture in my world right now instead of keeping it into what was going on in, uh, let's say, Paul's day, what was happening in the culture, what was the main focus. And so um, it's, it's important that if you're visual, a visual person, to picture yourself, you know, in the desert, so to speak, and you got sandals on and, and you're standing in the sand. I mean, really just in, and imagine what they're wearing back then. If, if you're a visual person and sorry, um, imagining things like that, it really helps set your mind and your heart in keeping the context while you're reading it. Because like I said, so often I'll get lost and going, you know, that feels like that's today. And a lot of it does apply. A lot of it does apply today. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Just, just trying to get a handle on that. Yeah. And as you read more and get familiar with the authors like Paul, you'll learn that Paul tells it like it is. Like that's his style of writing. He's just going to get right to the point. Right. He's going to not, you know, beat around the bush. He's just going to tell it like it is. But in Psalms with David and the other psalmist, that's really beautiful writing, poetry, and a real... So you can kind of see the differences between the books and the, the real beauty of God's word, the way it's written. And that's a, that's a really interesting thing to study um, as you get to know the authors and get to know a little bit about the, the context of the book. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, you really do get to know the authors the more and more that you read and you study on them. You maybe just kind of think, I was like, yeah, I do kind of feel like I know them personally now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but going back to the context, you know, when you see the words therefore uh, or so that um, or the word but, um, read a few verses before that or may, maybe, maybe even the beginning of the chapter or the last five verses uh, because if you're just reading along for the read, you know, sake of reading, remember we're talking about studying the word. So you want to go now, what was that there for? Why did he say therefore it's because of this now, then therefore, or so that, so there's a great purpose that fit, you know, those words indicate a big statement that he's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that keeps us in context. Something I do want to mention, we've talked about this in the past, is um, I love using different translations, uh, especially if I get caught up on one particular phrase or word and going, yeah, I don't know exactly what that means. And I've looked through my own translation of my Bible. I typically use an, a New American Standard Bible, um, but I also love the ESV, the NLT, the CSB, all these wonderful initials, right? Christian Standard Bible, New Living Translation. Uh, Engl- what is the ESV? Standard. Yeah, English yeah, Standard, English Standard yeah. Version. So uh, that's what all those initials are, a different, just different versions. And so they're, they're saying the same thing, but with different words. And for instance, I want to give you an example of this in using Philippians um, 
um, four, six through seven. Now I'm going to read, um, or or Carolyn, would you read the ESV version, and then I'll read the N NLT, and I want y'all to listen to the differences, and 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 we'll kind of point that out too. Yeah. All right. So I will read from the ESV, um, Philippians four verses six through seven. It says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's my life verse, by the way. I cling to that more than anything. So listen now to the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we see that they say the same thing, but um, the NLT uses the word worry where the ESV is anxious. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it, and then there's, um, the ESV is in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the NLT is tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I just love the simplicity um, mm -hmm. uh, in the NLT. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so hopefully that helps you ladies just see why the difference. And um, let's see, I do want to go ahead and I'm going to attempt to screen share. Oh, I was about to say uh, the perfect time to show this, this resource. Right, right. Let me, let me um, work on that real quick here. And those of y'all that are listening, if you're listening to the podcast or just the audio version of this, we'll, we'll describe it, but we also have a resource list that's going to be on our page, inglewoodbaptist.com slash women. So you can, um, go, we actually have links, so you can actually just click on the link and it will take you right to these websites. So if you want to look those up afterwards, go there. That's where they all are. So I want to make sure, Carolyn, you see my um, yeah. uh, Bible gateway, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, I want to make sure. <laughs> so ladies, what I've, what I've done is if you go on the website and if you type in BibleGateway.com, It'll bring you up um, to what I'm at right now. I love to use the classic version of this. And um, to go to that is to the far left top where you go back to classic site. And I click on that. Let me get that clicked on. And then I simply type in, it says enter a keyword passage or top topic. I'm going to type in um, Philippians here. Uh -oh, if I can spell it right. <laughs> four, um, six through seven, and then I can go ahead and change. I'm going to, all these, uh, it gives you a list. If you do the click down arrow, a list of a ton of different translations. And I'm going to click on the new living translation. That was one that I read to you. I'm going to click search and then it's going to give it to me. And then I can, uh, if I want to compare different versions side by side, uh, this is a great tool. So um, right above where the scripture is, is showing us, there's a little, it looks like, I, to me, it looks like a hair comb back to back, <laughs> but it means parallel. But you, you click on that, and then all of a sudden, next to each other, I've got the NLT, and then to the right, I can choose what we were doing a while ago, um, the ESV. Mm -hmm. yep, I'm going to click on that, and then 
you've got right there. That's how I found um, to convey to you. And because I don't have an NLT Bible, you know, in my hand or in my house, really, but I can go online and find it. So that's just one of the resources that we wanted to, um, to share with you there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And while we're talking about um, versions, we do want to mention that a lot of the versions that we're talking about are literal translations, but there are some that are more paraphrased translations. So we kind of wanted to, you know, warn you about that and, and make sure um, when you read that, you know, just be aware of that too, that some are paraphrased and some are more closely translated from the original version. Thank you for remembering to mention yeah, yeah. that's good stuff right there. That's good right there. All right. So do we want to go in and talk about some of our methods that we used to study? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Okay. All right. So we're going to stay in Philippians 4. This is going to be like our, our practice scripture for this week. Um, so Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7. And we're going to use a method called the sword method. Again, this is going to be on our worksheet on our website. So um, go there and print this out for yourself because we have a challenge for you. We'll talk about that at the end, but um, we have a bunch of different methods for y'all to try. But the sword method is the very first one. Um, and it just basically asks four questions or five questions, sorry, um, about the scripture that we are studying. So should we read the scripture again, Jody? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's read the scripture one more time. You go ahead. All right. Uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So the sword method first asks us, what does this teach us about God? Um, which I think is such a great way to get our focus right when we're studying scripture. You know, we always want to look for what is this telling us? about our Lord, about the Lord. This is his word and he wants us to know him deeply through this. So what is, what does he want us to know? And so one of the things, the main thing is that he wants us to come to him with our anxieties and our worries through prayer. Um, yeah. So that's so awesome. It tells us so much about how much God loves us, how much he cares for us, how much he cares about our worries and our anxieties, which is incredible that the God of the universe wants to, to hear what's worrying our heart and causing us to be anxious. Awesome. Right. Some people was like, well, he's too busy for my little concern. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. It's like, no, he wants, he's involved in every detail of your life if you invite him because he wants to be. So that's good. Right. That's right. So yeah. So that, what does that teach us about God? And then what does it teach us about man, about humans? Um, this one, we worry a lot and we lose peace because of that worry. That is so true. And it really helps us get a perspective about ourselves um, and about how we relate to the Lord. <laughs> um, yes. So that's awesome. And then is there a sin to avoid? Yes. <laughs> Worrying, right? right that's right. such an obvious sin in that, in that section. So is there a promise, a promise to claim? that he's going to guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That's such good news. And then is there an example to follow? Um, don't worry, but go to God and let him um, calm your soul, calm your soul through prayer. So um, these are all things that uh, the sword method kind of helps us to kind of focus on. Um, and I love that about Bible study methods. Sometimes we can just read over the scripture and say, oh, that sounds good. And then move on. Um, I know I'm guilty of that when I'm reading through and like, oh, okay, that's great. 
But if we really take the time to really dive in to just those few verses um, using a question method like this, then it really helps us to kind of draw out those truths um, that are yeah, so I, wonderful. And yeah, I do want to add, though, I have, as I've used this method, I, this is one of the primary ones I use or have used. Um, I have discovered there's not an, always an answer for all five questions. Sometimes you'll get a scripture where there's not a mention of a sin to avoid. And right. so if you're like, but there's got to be an answer. I want to <laughs> let you know right now for type eight uh, personalities, not all of the questions have an answer for whatever verse that you're in. So just go ahead and know that going into it, but look and make sure before you move on and go, okay, well, there's no sin in this, you know, a phrase or a block of scripture to, to avoid. So, and yeah. you know, and to uh, keep in mind that all of us have different backgrounds and when we're reading things, we have a filter of that background. We, 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 when we're reading the word. Um, so we want to, we want to be careful to always uh, apply the proper principles by first understanding what it means um, and, and keeping it. It's so important to keep it in that context and then start, start filtering through, well, how can I, that apply to me? How can I live that out in my life today? Um, so we can do that. Um, let's see, we've got a couple other things. Um, Oh, cross-references, Carolyn. Yes, so important. I use that a lot, do you? Yes, yes, it's yeah. so important. I think it helps us kind of understand the scripture a little bit more, just like um, seeing it in a different version um, of mm -hmm. the Bible. Yes. It really helps seeing it in a different part of scripture, I think can really help too. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody, every Bible's different, but even if it's not a study Bible, most likely you've got a cross reference on your pages and you've looked at it before and you're on, I'm not even sure how to use that or what that's there for. Mm -hmm. uh, I have found that to be true for a lot of people. So it's those tiny little columns. A lot of times it's right down the center. It mm -hmm. could be on the bottom of, of your page or even on the outside. Yeah. So if you're watching that's the video, amazing. Carolyn is showing us right in the center mm -hmm. and it's like, well, if you've avoided that before, let's stop avoiding it and, and learn how to use it. I, I tend to use the cross references before I look into my study notes that I have. I have a study Bible. Let me back up and say that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so before I go and read what a commentator says, I like to try to let uh, understand what I'm reading by letting the word speak to the word. Mm -hmm. and that there's no other interpretation of what that can mean. And it really oftentimes clears things up. Mm -hmm. So for example, in my study Bible, um, again, going in, looking at Philippians four, six, um, you, you ever looked at the little, little, um, letters mm -hmm. or the little numbers and go, I don't even know what that's there for, or I, I did, or I forgot, or mm -hmm. that's just, so I want to simplify it and just help you go uh, in Philippians 4, 6. I've got a tiny little A above the B, the word B-E. It says be anxious for nothing. And so what I do is I go in that, that those tiny little columns and I look for number six because it's talking about verse six. So I go in and I find, um, I might grab my glasses. There we go. Um, I found it <laughs> at verse six. And then I find the little a, and then it tells me Matthew six twenty five. So what it's telling me is the cross reference is saying, go to Matthew six twenty five. So I'm going to turn to that and read it. 
can remember, it's be anxious for nothing. Well, Matthew 6, 25, Jesus is saying, for this reason I say to you, do not be, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. You see how that cross-reference, it speaks truth to it, to, to that. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, so you, you do that with all the little letters that you see. And then what about the numbers? What do the numbers mean? A lot of times the little numbers, one, two, three, or four, what have you, you do the same thing. You go and you look for number six and you look for that number. Uh, for instance, in my Bible, because um, I'm in the New American Standard Bible, uh, in verse seven, there's a number one above the word comprehension. And when I look for um, in the cross-reference number seven, I find number one, and it says L-I-T, which means literally, and it's got the word mind. So I can go in the peace of God, which surpasses my mind, basically, will guard uh, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So um, you know how you go to the different translations to look for different words? Sometimes they're actually right there in front of you in your cross-reference. So I get super excited about cross-references because I've gotten so much understanding and, and, and went down so many different rabbit trails of going um, from all these cross-references. And it's just a beautiful story that God interweaves throughout all of scripture yeah. and and it just feeds my soul and I hope that um it does the same for you so yeah I'll let you talk for a second I get excited yeah. about it that's <laughs> awesome I think the best commentary on the word of God is other sections of the word of God so that yeah. cross-referencing cross just allows us to do that it's so good um we also mentioned an interlinear bible that you can find on our bible study tools um BibleStudyTools.com, um, and that means like like taking the English word, the Greek word, and the Hebrew word, and which is something I love to do. I think it's so so interesting to study um, what words were used in the original language. So um, all of the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, um, and then all of the New Testament was written originally in Greek. And so um, when we do word studies specifically, it's so interesting to go back and look and see what words the writer actually used um, because those languages are so uh, rich with meaning. So when you look up a Hebrew or Greek word, you can really gain some understanding on that. So, okay, Jody sharing our screen again. Can you see that? But you see Bible study tools? I can't yep. make sure. So um, if you're just listening in, I'm going to the website. It's called BibleStudyTools.com. Now, tools has an S on the end. It's important that you put the S, BibleStudyTools.com. And this is an incredible resource that um, someone had shared. I think I first learned about it from Katie Orr. But if you go to the top bar and, it, and you do the drop down by the word Bible, let me get you and you go all the way down to the bottom of, of that list there's it says interlinear bible and you click on that and then when that comes up you can simply i'm letting it um finish doing the upload here slow internet where i'm, I'm at i type in again philippians if i can spell that philippians is a tricky um 
And then I like to do the New American Standard Bible and I click on that and then I then to the right it says find it. It's like, you know, go or search uh, same same context. And so that's coming up. And what Carolyn was just describing to us happens. So um, you see, I've got be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, known to God. Mm -hmm. And then you've got um, like the, uh, is that, what is that? Is that Hebrew? Because we're in the. It'd be Greek. Yeah, so it's the Greek word. Yeah, okay, Greek. I get them flip. I say I get them flip. So thank yeah, you. I've right. got my scholar on the other end taking care of me. Know. So, <laughs> so well, that's, that's Greek to me because I can't understand what it says. But it gives you the English, and right below it gives you all the Greek, and it tells you if it's a verb, preposition, noun, and all that fun stuff. But what I love is that um, any of these letters that are highlighted, like the word anxious, you can click on that word anxious, and it's going to take us to a definition where it gives us the original Greek word, um, the different definitions, to be troubled with uh, cares, to care for, look out for a thing. Uh, it gives you other um, uh, verses that you can look at where this word is actually used. So it's used 17 times throughout the um, um New Testament. So you can just do a deeper study there uh, and, and hear some other cross-references. So I'm just showing this to you, not going in depth with it all, but to go, hey, if you got some time to just go to some of these websites and play around and figure out what you're looking at, because that's what I had to do. I just, I didn't come on a website and go, oh, I know where everything is and what it all means. No, I spent time clicking and, and turning and going back and clicking and turning and reading and just figuring it out just like you would anything else. And now it's like, oh, when I'm studying my Bible, I can go and I know what resource to go to to find what I'm looking for. Like if I want Greek or, or um, Hebrew. So I'm going to try to stop sharing this and go back to our main screen. And these are free resources. Which yes, is so free. Yes. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right, so we want to move on and talk about some study Bibles. We talked about that those can be such a good resource, and we do have just a couple recommendations for you just out of our own personal collection that we like to study from. Um, I love to use the ESV study Bible. I think it's really awesome. Um, and one of the newer, newer study Bibles is the CSB study Bible, which um, is really, really neat. Um, one of the unique things about it is it does have some colored um, pictures in it, just a different, um, maybe like cool. yeah. stuff that archaeologists have found. Yeah. Just, just really interesting things. It has all the maps and the notes and stuff like that. But, um, and I like the CSB version. It's really, it's a clear, concise version, but, um, I like it. So th those are my two recommendations. I use the Zondervan NASAB study Bible. Um, and so, uh, you know, thinking about study Bible gives us those cross references, but also um, the one I'm using have multiple different commentators. Commentators are, um, correct me if I've explained this wrong, Caroline, but theologians, those that have spent hours and years and years of studying to put information, to connect dots right at our fingertips that they have saved us all of that. <laughs> so they give us a lot of insight 
um, just automatically in these. Uh, I just want to read one of my study notes. Um, well, maybe two of them actually in Philippians 4, 6, where it's talking, it's, it has the word anxious that this is talking about. It says self-centered, counterproductive worry, not legitimate cares and concerns for the spread of the gospel. Oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. isn't that good? I mean, that's like, it stop it because it's not for the good of the gospel. But then in verse seven, peace of God, um, not merely a, a psychological state of mind, but an inner tranquility based on peace with God, uh, the peaceful state of those whose sins are forgiven. And so in my study notes, there are a ton of other cross references, but also in the study notes, it explains, I, um, I probably should have given some other examples, but it really explains, uh, helps with context sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'll, they'll help you keep in context as well. Uh, I was trying to think, was there something else that we were going to, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is key. Yeah, this is key. Um, when we're reading a, a, what a commentator's notes in, in, in there, I want to remind us to watch out for words like probably that they use or several, several factors may be at work here, or there are at least two considerations to look at. In other words, the commentator is saying that we have a good, this in fact, but we have a good idea and this is what we believe it's leaning toward. That's when you go back, what does the word say about the word? Mm -hmm. And that's where you hang your hat. Mm -hmm. You don't hang it on, on the probabilities, but it also opens up, um, uh, it expands your horizon a good bit to help you think outside of your box as well. So um, don't hear me say that, what the commentators are saying there is bad, but when you read those words, catch it and go, wait a minute, they don't even know. Mm -hmm. They're saying probably or maybe. Right. And, yeah. and so, so I, I just thought that was important to, to yeah. mention. I mean, that goes hand in hand with what we were talking about last week about, you know, uh, the word of God is the only word of God. And so these commentators, while they can help us really process things and it's such a valuable resource, but they are human. So we need to always weigh the truth of God's word against anything, any other commentary or any other notes. So um, it's awesome. And these Bibles we've recommended, I mean, we really trust that they are good resources, but um, always when you're reading a human being's commentary on the word of God, just always be alert, be on guard and, and know that truth of God's word. So that's good. Yeah. We hope that you have been enjoying this thus far. There's one thing that I wanted to mention to you. You've heard about the website a couple of times. Uh, it's been uh, adjusted just a little bit. You can find the show notes and other episodes at inglewoodbaptist.com slash, or is that forward slash, hope field. And you also should be able to find the PDF with all those awesome resources that we've provided for you. So be sure to listen to part two. so much for joining us today. We know there are other podcasts to listen to, and we are humbled that you chose Hopeful Conversations. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe. If you found our conversations helpful, or if you would like to share comments with Jody or Carolyn, you may email them at hfc at If you need to talk with a pastor at our church, please email next 
at inglewoodbaptist.com. Once again, thank you for spending time with us today.